Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Okay, Mark Heinerman, producer. Uh, Lars Pruitt, uh, singer and guitar player, kind of a piano player in the band Yam House. Seth Bloom, guitar player. Zach Beimlich, bass. Jake Felstow, drums. All right, and welcome back to Sound Scrub. Today I'm sitting down with Yam House, and we're going to be talking about their single, Wake Up. So I want to go ahead and talk about the lyrics. What is the song about, and what inspired you to write it? So uh, this is Lars speaking, and uh, I came up with most or all of the lyrics, one of the two. Um, but it was a bit of a sort of a classic, like millennial 20-something trying to find, you know, your self-realization uh, theme was where I was coming from when the lyrics started coming to me. Um, obviously, for us, we are in a band that is uh, sort of an entrepreneurial risk in a sense. You know, we're, we do this full time and we're trying to find out, you know, we're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to find our footprint in the music industry and our brand and our voice. And um, so I was feeling um, a lot of those types of topics at the time when I wrote the lyrics. And I think that's what came out the loudest from that, how I hear the lyrics. But I think for somebody listening, I think they might find a lot of, um, you know, being in between where you are and where you want to be, um, and sort of in that struggle, uh, which isn't always a total struggle. Sometimes it's a really great thing to be finding yourself and it's fun. Sometimes it's really painful. Right. Um, but for me and for the band, I would say generally, like we come at it from a place of really trying to like find our place in, uh, in the, the culture, in the world. Uh, as sure. a band. So now when you right um did anything in particular inspire you like was someone else playing you know a chord progression or did you just sit down and this idea just really popped into your head it segues perfectly into uh, mark's input so this song is we have a lot of ways that we write songs but there's one pretty sturdy cool way that has worked a lot with our previous songs and this is one of those moments where mark will like show us something in the studio that he's created and this was to a T, one of those moments where Mark, um, and Mark can speak to this more, but from our perspective, we walked into the studio one day and Mark showed us basically musically speaking, almost the entirety of the song, uh, even with the ooze, like Mark had, had put these really warm synth pads together and some, even some of that string stuff and piano stuff. Yeah. And, um, sometimes we, we look at Mark and we go, Oh, that's cool. Next song. And sometimes we look at Mark and we go, Oh my God, that is a Yamaha song. And we would love to, <laughs> to join in on that with you. So this was one of those moments. And then we took it home. And I think the melody and the lyric was at the Yam house in our basement remotely from Mark. But it was a sort of put put together piece. So I'll let Mark speak to the music side right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's a special song. Um, and you know, just to speak from the heart, that actually came that track and that ooh, ooh, ooh the hook was uh, mm -hmm. came out of probably the darkest uh, hour of my life. Um, I've lived quite a bit of life. I'm 55 <laughs> and, um, and won't go into the details of what that was, but uh, yeah. So, so, and the way I process um, creatively process kind of those dark 
uh, places. They're, they're, they can sound helpless, but they're never hopeless. So I always put hope in, uh, I like to have some kind of form of hope or light at the end of the tunnel in whatever music I write or produce. But uh, that one is special to my heart because it came at a, a very, very dark time. But anybody that listens to the music does feel the, in, I think you can feel the pain in that song. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but also you can feel it launch into this, oh, you get chills. You're like, oh, I'm ready to go. So Lawrence mm -hmm. came with that uh, uh, lyric and, and um, it just kind of fit perfectly. And the melody was super simple on the verses. And then his passion comes out on, especially on that second chorus hits. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, whoa, <clears throat> hello. And you just, you probably can't analyze it totally musically why it does why why music does inspire one person to the next but boy you can uh, uh that one really does have uh, uh it make brings out feelings in a lot of people people hear it and like i don't know what i'm feeling maybe but i feel something you feel. yeah for sure there's this be the beautiful like instrumentation uh that you have created in here and how all the layers and it comes together and it just builds like throughout the song. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, I think it comes in the second verse that uh, in the distance, there's like a guitar melody. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. And then it starts, it starts in the second verse, right? And then it goes throughout the whole song, I believe. Um, and then I also really love when you bring in the strings in the second pre-chorus and then how Lars changes the melody um, a little bit as well. I thought mm -hmm. that was a really, really good choice. So I was actually going to ask you, Mark, um, since you wrote or since you wrote the track before the guys came together um, and wrote the lyrics, um, if you kind of had to like approve their lyrical content to go with your production yeah, I think that uh, I wrote that in such uh, uh, an empty place that I think I even held what the song was. It was more about the, I wanted to make sure the feeling was captured. So when uh, it, it was totally not what I would have probably, if I was involved in the lyrics on that, would have gone the direction that Lawrence went. But when he brought it and the way he sang it, um, a lot of Lawrence's vocals, he, we try to get in one to two takes. Um, even with it's just like he's uh, a lot of the vocal lead vocals on all of their music is done within a take or two. And that's even if it's mid writing. Now we'll go back and like, hey, we're going to change this word and we'll fix stuff. But um, there's kind of a thing that we kind of protect in Lawrence's um, performance that, you know, it's really that there are a lot of artists that I've worked with that you got to catch them right away because as soon as it gets in their head it kind of loses uh, some feel so we try to capture right. Lawrence's uh, passion and just his instincts in the vocals mm -hmm. so you're hearing that on this song for sure um, but as far as lyric goes it uh, I kind of learned what it was about after the fact because I'm so focused on the music and the melody and the, mm -hmm. the science of the sound and then right. to uh, it did capture the emotion, but when I backed away, um, that song kind of found a, a meeting, a meaning that helped me actually through uh, some of that dark time. Mm. Oh, wow. So I want to learn more about your recording process as a band. Um, did 
well, for this particular song, did anything change uh, lyric-wise or melody-wise um, while you guys were recording? No. No. Nope. Nope. Everything stays the same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't think there was any... Which is unusual. You know, usually there's oh, okay. back and forth with melody yeah. changes. Yeah. And at least subtle changes. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, what we did is what we kept. And then kind of, anything, um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, the kind of format is a real special and, and, and unique format for these guys because I'm basically an in-house writer and producer that right. works at a studio that's seven minutes away from where they live. So I'm actually uh, kind of on a, a commissioned salary to just be here to uh, assist, to create, to um, guide, you know, whatever. I just pull in all of my um, skill set. And, um, it's a real luxury in times like this, because I can, um, create something here and then, and then they come in and then we kind of jointly, yeah. uh, agree on yep. uh, if it feels like something that's yammy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the beauty of, of the technology we have today, um, with, uh, in regards to recording, you can be, you know, very pretty remote and still working and collaborating together. For and sure. we're, we're luckily we also have to be very physically close. But like <laughs> if we're traveling or something, you know, Mark can send stems and we can send stems, and we've actually had the opportunity to, to um, bring, you know, get palettes and tastes from other players and stuff to friends in the community of Marks or ours. Um, and we're not afraid of doing stuff like that because we're we're very collaborative when it comes to wanting to get the best product available. Once we like feel like we have signed off on yes let's finish this song and let's let's complete it and i would say like our process is very much like that it's very collaborative and very like we all are you know we put our egos at the door leave them there and say okay we have a message we agree on we have a song we agree on let's make this the best possible right and then did anything um change on the production level um as you guys were recording vocals not really I mean, that track actually kind of... Yeah, it's pretty strange. It was pretty emotive. We we pay attention yeah. to when stuff just fits. This isn't always like this, but when sometimes it is, and that's usually when all of our radars kind of go off of like, oh, this must be special because, you know, we're, we're all very critical. And especially when you get to the point of, is this finished? You're asking yourself that question and you're saying, okay, are we really going to release this? Right. I would say there was very much a sense between the four of us in the band and Mark that like, this was what it needed to be pretty early on even yeah like so the horns um that's not something that we normally do with yam house but in that place i kind of wanted it almost like yeah. a dirge and almost and bring in some kind of indie flavor to it to give it some more mm -hmm. uh depth and some more uh weight uh and so the horns come in and then when it went goes to the section where it's just the piano and the cello i was like oh, i don't know if they're gonna that they're going to resonate with that, but I, that's just what I was feeling. And, yeah. and I come from yeah. a very classical um, background. And so when I kind of wrote that, that was kind of coming from uh, more of a British, you know, classic kind of even classic rock kind of thing. So I didn't know if that would work, but they seemed to we respond it. to it. And I kind of rely on these guys because um, clearly they're just trying to speak to a generation that's not mine, but I do care about <laughs> it. And yeah. Uh, and it's so awesome when I see them to re respond to the same thing I'm responding to. Mm. It's nice when everything clicks. This is a very green light uh, song, I would say, all the way through. Like, sometimes we have, like, very much, like, okay, 
scrap it all. Let's yeah. let's we're like let's take some stuff out. And this didn't feel that way at all. This yeah. was very much like a very easy fitting puzzle. Yeah, there weren't a lot of like battles fought over. Yeah, stuff. It, it all flowed pretty naturally. I mean, I still remember the first moment Mark played, you know, the original the demo, demo for yeah. it, and it was. I mean, by the first measure, we were in. Like, yeah, we all were looking. Just around, hearing like, those horns. Yeah, the like, horns what? coming in, yeah. and you know the the sample with the kick and the cross stick kind of sound. We were like, "This is something unique. Like we yeah. have to we have to move forward with it." Yeah. I think it's, well, that. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I think that it's it's fresh for us because it's from songs that we're used to writing and, and releasing. It's and pop music is kind of you know verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. Like there's kind of a a system of how you kind of stick together chunks of a song, and and this mm -hmm. song is so different in that it's so progressive and how it's just a story that builds. Yeah, and I think and immediately that's something that I fell in love with, which was kind of contrasting what we've been doing in the past. So it, was, it just felt really fresh. Yeah. We didn't think people would like it too, by the way. I will say that we, we not from like, a, I mean, we knew some people would like it, but we always are really trying to think practically about like, okay, is this going to land, you know, with a commercial right. goal in mind of like, are people really going to, and I think we're not afraid to square that up. I think that's a strength of our band is that we we are trying to write hits and we are trying to make music that is true to us, but would also mm -hmm. be as, you know, appealing to as many people as possible. So we can fill stadiums someday, mm -hmm. if, you know, dreaming big, whatever. But this song obviously isn't that. So I think we all felt a sense of almost right before it came out. I remember talking with the band and being like, guys, I think this is not going to perform well and that's okay. Yeah. But like, that's uh -huh. my guess. And it's funny because... It's just that that old that classic, you know, like stick to what is true to you and what inspires you and, and your audience will find you kind of thing. I think this yeah. song has a lot of that and it's reassuring to me because the response actually has been quite powerful, mm -hmm. um, which is just a reminder to keep sticking to what we like and don't be don't be so so commercial that, you know, people people aren't dumb. They can pick up on, you know, yep. You yeah, know, be authentic. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And that's what people are looking for nowadays yeah. too, especially yeah. with social media. Yep. Well, I think you guys did a really great job. I really loved the horns, by the way. Um, that actually drew me in immediately um, to the song because that's awesome. not really an instrument that you hear a lot of nowadays. So I really enjoyed that part. Thank you. We're playing it live for the first time this Friday at our show. And, um, this is the first time that we're actually having horns and cello and choir, and it's going to be quite the quite the oh experience. Oh my gosh, so. that sounds yeah. amazing! I want to see that. Make sure to take video footage of that so I <laughs> yep. can put it on your website so I can see it. Yeah, well, yeah. we will. That'll be. Um, yeah, I want to know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it was weird looking around with that many people on stage because we've always just been a four piece. We know, just like rehearsed have, last night. Yeah, to have oh. a last night and have brass players and cello and everybody. Yeah. Wow, it's going to be beautiful. And then you said you had a choir too, right? 
Yeah, Mark's actually going to wow. uh, dance on stage. Mark, our producer, is going to come Excellent. up and <laughs> dance during the Yeah, like a painful, sorrowful, but hopeful dance. Yeah, yeah. helpless, but not hopeless. Helpless, but not hopeless dance. Um, I want to know everyone's favorite lyric line in the song. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Wow. Um, Make you think today. This is Zach. I remember the first time when Lawrence and I were writing the lyrics, the first thing that you came with, I think, wasn't the actual, I'm just trying to wake up launch into the chorus. Yeah. It was something different. And I was like, no, I think it needs to be more. It needs just to be bigger. I think it needs to really launch. Yeah. And then I think out of nowhere, you sang, I'm just trying to wake up. And it like, it got me really good. I was like, whoa, dude, where did that come from? (laughs) And so every time I hear it now, I think about that first moment I heard it and was just blown away. So that's probably mine. That's yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's good. I would say mine it's interesting. Part of me resonates with the um if it's so easy, I wonder why I never go. Um line for me that comes from a place of like um why are we so afraid to be who we want to be? You know, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of like hesitation and overthinking that goes into um creative projects today especially like in pertaining to your own if, if it's art that you identify with personally that you are making and creating mm-hmm. I think there's like a fear of judgment or a fear of um you know it not being good enough um but then there's also sort of a like overconfidence too of like oh it's it's easy to be a pop star or it's you know people who are famous and successful they have it so easy like you know you know I could write a three minute pop song and be a huge star overnight, you know, but I'm, I'm too artsy for that. I think in Minneapolis, it's a pretty indie scene and that's why I love it so much. But the the counter to that is that there is sort of this like uh, attitude towards people that are admitting that they're trying to make it (laughs) uh, like big. Um, And that's something early on with what we, you know, decided as a band, we wanted to be very intentionally unapologetically trying to succeed um at a at a big scale and so um that line for me is sort of like that release of like why don't i just try you know if it's so easy i wonder why i never go or if if it's Mm. so if being if being you know the biggest band in the world is so you know having a successful song or being a pop star is so easy why don't i just do it um which is ironic to to wedge that line into this very like not necessarily poppy type song. Although it, by some people's standards, I would say it's definitely. I mean, it's not like crazy indie, but it's a lot more indie than what we've made. Mm-hmm. I would say. I'd say indie pop. Yeah, sure. indie yeah. pop. Yeah, that that'd be. I guess that'd be my line today. Tomorrow it's probably a different line. So. <laughs> I think uh, one of my my favorite is just the very beginning. Everything is in between. Um, I think it just sets up really healthily where we're at just as a group. Yeah. Um, to kind of loving what we're doing right now, but also there's this kind of content discontentment, which is hard to like kind of live in. Um, and something that was really helpful, which was kind of like just a, a cool moment. We got to do a show with Andy Grammer just last month or a month and a half ago. Oh, cool. And he was just, we were just backstage and he was like, so what's going on you guys? Like, you know, what's, what's coming up? And he was just like, just kind of telling us like, if, if, if you don't love what's going on right now in your life with 
writing, recording, playing, hustling, hustling, doing the whole, you know, everything that goes into making this thing happen and this thing run, whether the scale is super, super small or super, super big. If you don't love it now, you're not going to love it. If you do have all your wildest dreams come true. Mm. Um, and it's still a grind. Wow. That was just really helpful for at least me. And I think as a group yeah. for us to recognize yeah. that like, this isn't about like arriving at a place like living in the in-between of it could be better, but it's not as worse as it could be either. And, you know, whether it's finances or travel or seeing family and friends or being gone or any of the one having people to go play music for and all the wonderful things that could be better. Um, I think living in that in-between is something that we are going to have to get really, really good at if we're going to survive a long time. Mm -hmm. I think uh, a line that sticks out to me is after the lift and the bridge of the song, um, there's a line that says, but I won't wait to go outside. And it just kind of catches me. Uh, it, I don't know. It just, it kind of captures that theme of the song. Um, I can even resonate like when we are feeling like demotivated, you know, or maybe like not quite ready to like take a risk or step out, you know, we can get caught in our own head and I can even find that like with friends of mine, close friends that are like in that place, know they want to do something and want to make a change, but almost feel like stuck just in the mundane every day. Mm -hmm. um, that's a cool motivating line. Um, but I won't wait to go outside, you know, to like actually take that first step, you know, and change, you know, whether it's a mindset, whether it's like taking an action step towards something, you know, you need to be doing, um, yeah, I think it's a motivation for us, but hopefully mm -hmm. for, for other people too. Follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's really true. Yeah. Um, I also want to know everyone's favorite production element. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. I know mine. Go ahead. We have, I think this is the first Yamaha song that's not in 4 4, yeah. which is the time signature 4 4. Uh huh. And I think the first time we heard it, I was like, what? it kind of took me off guard, even though we were asking for a song that was not 4-4. I heard the 3-4 and it like, just that simple choice yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. Dark waltz. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. That's my, that's my favorite, which is such a simple I, thing. I'll just say the chord progression, I think is brilliant. Uh, it's chord progressions are such an interesting topic because there's only really so many choices Right. And making something feel fresh in a chord progression, yet that familiar, beautiful feeling of a beautiful chord progression. I think Mark really nailed it um, with the chord progression. It's strange. It goes um, four, um, six, and then three, and then five, which in my head, for and that's like with the relative to the key, um, that I just would have never played with that probably progression. And it doesn't feel like I always sit down with my guitar and try to write unique chord progressions but they always end up feeling like too reachy like i'm trying to be interesting with these this chord progression but it just doesn't feel good so to hit a chord progression that like feels familiar and not like jarringly unexpectedly like oh you're trying so hard right now to not do the like predictable thing but yet the, at still at the same time be so unique i think that that alone is like really unique to me mm -hmm. i think it's super mm -hmm. cool like i've never heard of a song in that progression yeah. like i can't think of a single one sure so that to me, I love, I'm really proud of that for Mark, I guess <laughs> for, all, for all of it. I mean, it's just cool. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. stoked to be playing a song that's in that weird progression. It is. It's 
four, six, three. I would five. say, yeah, I would say that the ooh hook over those chords is what's probably moves me the most. Sure. Like if yeah. I just took that, I could just like live on that little <laughs> phrase. Your your bread. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Mark's production is he layers in a lot of different textures into um, what's happening. And sometimes you don't even really hear them as the focus of what's going on in the song. And so one of, one of the favorite things about what I get to do in a live setting is I'll take all the stems for, um, you know, maybe some of the tracks that we'll use and kind of get to hear those parts isolated. And it's always fun when we're playing a new song for the first time. And I kind of get to dig through, you know, like what production elements end up on the, the actual record. And uh, this is a pretty specific one. I love, you know, all the hook elements, but um, there's a piano part that Mark mentioned that's in like the pre-chorus where the cello is playing. And it's just kind of under underlying the cello. And it's kind of like this classical, like British, like really like, dark kind of sounding warm but dark sounding piano um, that's going on in the background and when i heard that part isolated it just took me somewhere it's so beautiful and yeah. you really don't even hear it unless you knew it was there right um we feel it. you feel it <laughs> I liked uh, my favorite part in the song is the when it lifts into the bridge going out. I feel like there's like a little we were kind of I remember playing around with it where like we wanted it to feel like a big lift, but we didn't really have a ton more room to go because it was already huge. And so there was this little pause where like it was almost like a little duck and like everything kind of pulled back for just like a moment. And then it just like shot up again. And then the slide guitar comes in and everything just like, yeah, everything floats. And like every time that moment. And it's and just like are living together. it's crazy <laughs> so that there's harmony that's yeah, my sweet spot <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you guys so much for coming on my show um can you tell all my beautiful listeners where to find you on social media and also where they can download and stream wake up you can find all of our socials if you search yamhouse y-a-m-h-a-u-s there are some slight variances in terms of like Twitter is Yamhouse Band, but if you search Yamhouse, you should pretty easily find our pages. And then Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, Title. I'm trying to just MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Unfortunately, not on. <laughs> so YouTube. don't look for it on MySpace. But yeah, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> CD. We do have CD. CDs cassettes. and cassettes. We just got cassettes. We just got cassettes. Yep, it's a poor man's vinyl in 2019. <laughs> so cool. It's yeah, it's cool and throwbacky, but incredibly cheap and not as much of a commitment. So. <laughs> I'm my car actually, so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm excited to play our cassette. There you go. So yeah. like the beginning of West Coast starts out with a cassette, so you don't Ooh. even need them. You don't even need <laughs> no, them. No, you're fun. right. <laughs> and then in general, a catch-all would just be yamhouse.com. Y-a-m-h-a-u-s.com. Yep. So. Well, thank you again so much for coming on my show. 
Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. And here is Wake Up by Yamhouse. Everything is in between I'm fumbling Trying to find a road I can see What I need is anything Don't wanna be To download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.